0: This is Corolla Digital.
1: Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little fingerling potatoes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another episode. Before the episode officially starts, we have time for a little bit of chatting. Hello, Gary. Hello, Allison. I think we have an iTunes comment of the week.
2: Allison. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars.
3: All right. This week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Sheerlo and it is titled, Allison is the best interviewer. Allison is simply the best interviewer that I have listened to. She goes into the interviews having done her research and always has intelligent questions. However, she doesn't stick to a script. If something pops up during the interview, she has no problem going down different routes. There is humor and heartwarming and breaking moments in each interview. The Thursday shows generally consist of Corolla Digital Workers, usually Matt, Chris, and Gary, and Jenna Kim-Jones as well. These are always very funny and often result in an unusual confessions. Matt leans back in the shower to clean his front and ridiculous arguments. Butter sandwiches are not a thing. I take issue with that statement. Occasionally, they even result- Wait,
1: I take issue with that statement, but I thought that you, the person's agreeing with you. She's saying butter sandwiches are not a thing. I
3: resent the re- implication that that's a ridiculous argument.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, th- that didn't—it didn't even penetrate my head because it's like I obviously that, it's I appreciate an important that she's argument. She's
3: supporting me, but oh, okay. don't you?
1: Yeah, no, Don't Ridic- you just- excuse me, do not paint that with the ridiculous brush. How
3: dare you? How,
1: d- exactly, is someone vacuuming in here? It's okay if they are, I enjoy cleanliness, oh. I'm just wondering.
3: No, no, it's the computer fan. Remember that oh. happens from time to time? Yes. The computer baloney kicks up? Sorry about that. No
1: problem. Did All you right. say computer baloney? Baloney. Oh. I wanted, you- I wanted you to have said the computer baloney kicks up.
3: That would have been much tastier. Exactly um she goes on to say imagine
1: feeding a slice of baloney into the disk drive
3: that would be crazy
1: <laughs> it would be messy it okay would, it would I'm probably sorry. fuck
3: your computer up i think,
1: I think it, you have to you have to open up a paper clip and stick it into that little yeah. hole to get it out yeah
3: i'm not positive but i don't think that's a good idea
1: no don't feed bologna into your disk drive if you even have one in this day and age when there you go exactly okay go ahead
3: Occasionally, they even result in people opening up in non-goofy ways as well. Chris has done that a few times recently. If you're looking for a very enjoyable podcast to listen to that doesn't consume too much time each week, download Allison Rosen as your new best friend. You can always listen to Allison on The Adam Carolla Show, where she's an excellent sidekick slash news girl.
1: Okay, look. I love you. Thank you so much. That's really nice. Occasionally, it dawns on me how... It could be seen as obnoxious that part of my show involves people reading really nice things about me. Um, I own that. I I take it. I agree. It is. But it still feels so good. Thank you. Uh, And uh, leave us an iTunes comment. If you would like your iTunes comment to be the iTunes comment of the week, just leave us a nice one. Five stars, please. That's our favorite number of stars. If six stars were available, that would be our favorite number. Something in my throat. Maybe it's computer baloney. Hang on. Geez. All right. I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at No No, No No is a revolutionary hair removal device. Uh, Unlike expensive solutions like waxing or electrolysis or laser treatment, which are painful and slow and they cost hundreds of dollars and are a huge hassle, uh, the no-no is something that you can do at home and it is not painful. You just glide it over the area where you want to remove hair. Uh, It's about the size of a cell phone or I've been trying to trying to turn it into the size of some kind of, you know what it is? It's the size of like a small squished Twinkie or a few breadsticks stuck together. That's not really important, but I, feel, I, haven't, I haven't arrived at the perfect food equivalent of the no-no help me someone. Anyway, um, it works on all skin types, all skin colors. It's effective on both women and men. Never shave, pluck, or wax. Again, you can do your legs, your underarms, your face, your bikini line. And I was, when I first got it, I thought it was really neat looking, but I was afraid that it was going to hurt. And then I used it and it really didn't hurt at all. And I don't just mean it didn't hurt much. I mean, it really did not hurt at all. And I'm a wimp. So take it from me. Order the No-No by going to nonobestfriend.com or you can call 800-508-4815. Uh, again, that's nonobestfriend.com or 800-508-4815. And you get the remarkable Nono device, a free travel case, free facial kit to help remove facial hair, $100 discount shopping card, triple money back guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay to ha- for you to ship it back to them. So you risk nothing. Okay, here we go. Here is the episode. You're going to love it. Full disclosure, As I'm saying this right now, it's one of two episodes that you're about to hear. They're both awesome. If – is it – Gary, is it bad for me to just say who each might be? I see no problem with that because the other one's going to air shortly afterwards. Yeah. If it's Dave Anthony, he's awesome. He's funny. He's nice. He's one of the creators of the LA Podcast Festival and – Um, he writes on Marin and he does a ton of stuff. He used to be quite the party guy. And shortly after I recorded it, I ran into him in my neighborhood on Halloween. Uh, and Daniel and I did not dress up. We did get a Winnie the Pooh outfit for our dog and we put it on him sort of as a joke. And then we took him on a walk. I didn't feel like we should leave him in it on the walk, but we did. Did not expect to run into someone that I know from a completely different context. And then walking away, Daniel and I wondered... He thinks we're the kind of people who take our dog trick-or-treating now. That's not cool. That's
3: exactly what he thinks, by the way.
1: <laughs> and there's no way to explain that that's not what's happening, though, because that is no, what it no. looked like. because
3: if you try to explain that that's not happening, then he thinks you're the crazy person who's yeah. justifying, right. who's trying to hide the fact that they take their dog trick-or-treating.
1: Right. We weren't, though. I realize the way it appears that way. Anyway, or if it's Brian Redban, he, he said a lot of stuff that I was like – I cannot believe someone just said that. I love that someone just said that. He raised a lot of important issues about vaginal cleanliness as it relates to geography um, and other stuff. So either episode, you you can't lose. Anyway, here comes one of them. I love you guys. Bye. LLC. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with Dave Anthony, comedian, father, podcast host, one of the geniuses behind LA Podcast Festival.
0: Yes. All of those. Noted
1: personality. Yes. Person who's lived in a number of places.
0: Different places.
1: What am I leaving out?
0: Uh, I have... I have, was born from two people, parents. I have those
1: progeny of two people. Yep,
0: came right out of one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Your mom, I assume.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as we know, right? I don't know if there's any documentation.
1: No one shot any video of that.
0: I didn't see any of it. You, so. ha- you have a son. I do have a son. I have a did four-year-old.
1: You, you have a four-year-old. Yep. And why did I think you had a baby? You know why? No. Because because you didn't you hold. A I, yes. baby doll at LA Podcast Festival. It was not a baby
0: doll. That was a baby. Oh. that someone in the audience gave me to hold.
1: Why would someone pass their baby on stage? Well,
0: Adam, um, Adam Carolla. I'm looking at the name. Uh, Doug Benson does a a game in which everyone gives something in the audience, and one of the people playing the game playing the on the podcast playing the game takes like a prize or something. Yes. So wait—is li- that
1: where you play for someone in the audience? Yes, and you're mm-hmm. playing with
0: their prize, right? And a woman handed me a baby, and I went, "All right, I'll, I'll take the baby." It turned out to be a bad idea because everyone <laughs> was like, "Everyone was As like," opposed
1: to the screamingly good idea <laughs> it initially seems like.
0: <laughs> it seemed like a great idea, but then everyone was just staring at the baby. Yeah, and he you got upstaged. The, really, er, he upstaged everybody. And Zach Galifianakis was there; he was upstaged by the baby. Wow. Yeah, babies.
1: Yeah, see, I used to want to incorporate ducklings into my live show. Oh, you know, because they're so cute. I,
0: you want to hear a story? Please. When I was in college, mm-hmm.
1: which where was which is where Santa Barbara? You see Santa? You see Santa Barbara? Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Banana slugs?
0: Yeah, no, that's Santa Cruz. God damn it! We were the gauchos. Oh, yeah, but that's like a Venezuelan cowboy.
1: No, oh, I know
0: the gauchos of Santa Cruz. They changed their name to banana slugs, like a few years ago. Right. Because they're gross.
1: But that is gross. Now, Santa Barbara, that's the college, though, where it's like you're either in Redwood or something or something. Or is that Santa Cruz as well? That's
0: Santa Cruz, yeah. But, Santa Barbara know, is I don't just- I know about Santa Barbara. I know. It's just on the beach. It's, okay. like, it's like all on the beach. You live on the beach. You go to school on the beach. It you're sounds on the
1: beach. nice if you like the beach.
0: Uh, yeah. It is pretty good if you like the beach and drinking. It's very- uh, It's a party school. It's a very big party school.
1: Were you a party school person? I
0: was. uh, Yeah, I was one of the leaders
1: (laughs) (laughs) of the the party. I
0: I would – there was a place called McSorley's and McSorley's you would – everyone rode their bikes and you would ride your bike on the campus from where all the students lived. And I would just kind of camp out every day at McSorley's and drink beers and just wave people over and uh, start a big party all the time.
1: Wow. It sounds like you were the fun guy to know if yeah. that's what you were into at the time. If that's what
0: you're into, yeah. I was, uh, I think I went there for six and three quarters years. So that's a long time to be in college. So you
1: were like king of the scene. You yes. were a sixth year senior. I was
0: stretching it out.
1: <laughs> What'd you major in?
0: Uh, well, which time? So I majored in political science, oceanography, geology, and finished with a degree in physical geography.
1: Physical. So you. You have one degree. I have one degree. But you started in other. I just kept switching. Physical geography. I didn't even know they offer a major in that. They do. Are you good at Jeopardy in the geography category? It's not that kind of
0: geography. It's like uh, study the earth, like how the earth was made and that kind of jazz. What kind of plants are grown in Croatia? It would be that kind of thing.
1: And what what is the answer? I don't
0: know anymore. Oh I really? Forgot. Yeah, you forget it all. You don't remember that stuff,
1: right? There's no. Is there an applied physical geography field? Well,
0: that's the exciting thing I discovered when I got out is that <laughs> no, there is not. Nobody Unless you just cares. want to teach it. Yeah. Well, you can. I I got out and uh, I I also studied. I did study cartography, which is the group making Map-making. of maps. So that was part of what I did. So electronic cartography, which was like when they were starting to just make those kind of maps, those electronic maps, were like, hey, we're going to start getting into this. Like
1: early ways? You
0: know, yeah, this was when everyone had a Thomas guide. Yes. So they were just starting to think about making those maps. So I went down to a big geography convention in San Diego and <laughs> learned I could get a job for like 10 bucks an hour in Kentucky making maps. And, and that didn't like, sound well, good to you? Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all.
1: What went on at this geography convention?
0: A lot of boredom, uh-huh. but, yeah, just mostly people talking about the things they want to make.
1: <laughs> wow. See, I have a friend who majored in geology.
0: That's different. That's It had that. to do with rocks. Yeah. That's, that's actually a cool major, and it's harder. And a lot of people who go into geography, it's because they were partying and they didn't want to study as hard and get a geology degree. Oh, my
1: God. Is geography the poor man's geology? Yes, very much so. And yet, Gary's nodding. Do you know about this whole? Yeah, uh, have has the lid?
0: <laughs> no, this has the is... lid already
1: been blown off of geography for you? Because to yeah. me, geography is just where things are, and you're saying it has to do with how the Earth was formed, yep. though, which I would think is something else. Yeah, no, I think that's. Does the word Ignatius mean something to you?
0: Ignatius?
1: Or the earth's crust or core or anything?
0: Well, the cur- the crust and the core, yeah. Ignatius, isn't Yeah, it like the mantle, Ignatius the earth's rock, core, the crust, that the mantle, yeah. All that some stuff love- is-
1: some form of lava or something. I just feel like Ignatius isn't- is an earth word.
0: <laughs> I feel like Ignatius is a religious word.
1: Am She's I right? Gonna find- Gary's going to look, gonna it, look it, up?
0: it up. I feel like Ignatius, I think, I'm trying to think of what you're thinking. It is? Uh, it's- yeah, it's coming up.
1: Isn't there Ign- Ignatius no, I- rock?
0: Well, the sedimentary rock is it? No,
1: <laughs> it's just a religious word. Well,
3: Google's not suggesting anything but religious. Well, what, is the, what to that. does it say? Ignatius, okay. Uh, you think
0: it's a metamorphic rock?
1: No, I'm really, I mean, I'm I wrong, like, clearly, but I thought I could
3: be spelling it wrong or something. Uh, it, the first thing it comes up, up with is uh, Ignatius of Antioch. Uh uh-huh. among, so that's that's definitely Apple uh
1: Ignatius Rock examples is something that came up in Uh-oh. Google. Uh oh things Uh-oh. are getting Uh-oh. weird. okay. ignatius Igneous.
0: Igneous okay. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> uh, then I can't in for
3: you having a that different word in your mind. A different word.
1: <laughs> Don't be an ignoramtius. <laughs> Right, You're well, right. Clearly, I, clearly I was
3: at fault there, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: what? Does, sorry. Does igneous mean something to you?
0: Yeah, it does. I can't remember what it means though. Igneous <laughs> rock is rock that is—is is it sedimentary rock that has then changed by
3: um, one of the three main heat rock processes:
0: types. metamorphic,
3: metamorphic, sedimentary, sedimentary, and uh, igneous. Yeah. It's formed through the cooling and solidification of magma or
0: lava. Okay. So metamorphic is the other one.
1: Yeah. So this captured so, your interest at the time? Well, this
0: this shows how little I know about it now, because that's one of the main three things that you learn. <laughs> it took you
1: 6.75 years to learn these main three things? Yeah.
0: But I I learned a lot more about like beer <laughs> and other kinds of beer and girls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Were you popular? It sounds like you were quite popular. I don't think I was
0: popular. Really? I feel no. like, Really? No, I don't Because the
1: guy like, who goes to McSorley's and weighs people over... I mean, that's a and, good guy. ...would be popular. You would think so. Unless you're like the
0: mascot. No, I wasn't the mascot. I was a little angry. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. I want to hear about that, but you had... I oh, I said the duck. ducklings, yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, there were you know, a group of guys that hung out. There were like, I don't know, 10 of us. And one day, we decided around Easter to go get a duck, a duckling. And we... Because they're a, cute. Well, they're amazing, right? They're this little tiny cute thing. Yeah, but them. here's the great thing about ducks. And if you're a young man and you're in college, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. They follow you.
1: Yeah, I know. That's
0: and what the imprint? And what loves ducklings? Girls, girls, <sighs> hot girls. So we would just walk around with this duck following us and be like, "Yeah, that's our duck." And they'd be like, "Oh my god!" It was incredible. I'm There's no greater. There's no greater, th- no nothing in the history of mankind than a duck following you around, little tiny duckling, following you around, I know. and you're like, "That's my duck."
1: Who did you name it?
0: I think we named it Duck.
3: <sighs> yeah, clearly you would.
1: <laughs> Creative. Yeah. How about Ignatius?
0: Um, oh, I felt like it, well, I didn't want it to be that religious or, or, rock, <laughs> or rock oriented.
1: Rock <laughs> Um, how long did you have the duck?
0: Well, the duck, you know, they grow up.
1: I know fast, but they, but really s- fast. They too. still want to
0: follow you around. I know. I feel like after like six months, we took it out to a farm
1: where it lived out the Is rest of euphemism- its days.
0: No, we did. We did take it out to <laughs> okay. a farm. I mean, there was uh, some contemplation of eating it, but that was never going to happen, right? That oh, was- I don't no know.
3: Could see Allison's face.
1: I, I, know.
0: <laughs>
1: I love I love ducks and ducklings and, yeah. and general cute things. Yeah. Okay, what's the cutest? Duckling, baby, or puppy?
0: Duckling. I mean, without a doubt.
1: He's the first person who has gotten this correct. Is he not?
0: I have had had a bonding experience with a duckling, though. So I get what they they are. I probably would have said puppy before that. Babies last.
1: It's funny because you have a baby. Yeah,
0: they're not. They're just – because I see what they – they crap all up. They're just gross. They're gross. Yeah. I mean, they're cute, but they're gross.
1: Ducklings shit everywhere, too.
0: I know. It's not the same thing. You have to, like, wipe them off and it's not on the wall. Yeah.
1: So you were angry, you were saying?
0: Yeah, I used to be angry. How I come? think I people still think I am, but it's more fake now. Oh, really? Yeah, a little stage persona. E. I thing.
1: think I'm trying to think if I associate you with anger. Um, maybe a little, but you don't seem angry now that you're sitting here.
0: No, I'm generally not. People always people who know me because now now is this thing where people know me from the podcast and from different arenas, and then people who actually know me always have to go. No, no, he's not. That's just like an act. Yeah. I get that a lot. There's a
1: lot of people in this world where uh, the people near them have to just dis- make disclaimers. I know. <laughs> about it's true. Yeah. But you used to be angry.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was a pretty angry kid. How come? Uh, bad dad. Drinky drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then you then you started becoming the drinky McSorley's guy.
0: I did, but I was never I was never like – I don't have whatever it is that makes you addicted to stuff because I, I would have been easily the mm-hmm. amount. Of, I mean, I probably drank six nights a week, you know.
1: But um, you just don't have an indication Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. So uh, where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Marin County.
1: It's nice up there.
0: It's very nice. And then you get older and then you can't afford to live there anymore.
1: So you got priced out.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, I like it, but I like it down here. You know, I'm, I'm in show business too, so you want to be down here. But I, I kind of like it down here better now. Really? Yeah, I just adjusted to it. And I'm like – I like being close to the beach and the mountains and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So you had a – um, well, what was, what was your dad like when he would drink?
0: Uh, he was actually often nicer. It was that when he wasn't drinking, he wasn't. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So he. So then you'd be like, oh, so you got to get booze to be around your kid. That's. And then he did stuff like he brought. He was a terrible drunk. Like he brought home, <laughs> and he was a philanderer. So here's an example. He brought home a date. He brought a date home, but he was married to your mom. Yeah. So that kind of stuff happens where you're like, well, that's you're not supposed to. No.
1: I, what was her reaction?
0: She didn't know what was happening until halfway through. She just thought a friend was coming over for dinner and then like halfway through she's like, holy shit, they're on a date.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That's
0: kind of the end of the marriage. (laughs) As you can imagine.
1: I, yeah, that would be, uh, I I mean, I would definitely feel like we need to talk about stuff at that point. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of it dawning on me. Well, the
0: thing about bringing a date home is it's something you shouldn't even have to tell someone. Like it's just inherently known you don't bring a date home when you're married.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I, it, I'm a little <laughs> speechless. I'm trying. just processing this. Did she even know that he was cheating on her? No. I
0: was, think this she, a I
1: first, think... was this a first date that he brought home?
0: No. It, what it was was they were working uh, on a campaign for a senator altogether, like a bunch of volunteers.
1: Your dad and your mom? My
0: dad, my mom, and this other and, woman okay. and her husband. Yeah, she was oh, also married. the
1: Bob Carol, Ted and Alice situation, yeah. even though I've never seen that.
0: I know, but it makes sense when you say it. So – they, like, all got friendly, and then he invited her over. And But here, here's how I think the thinking went. I think he was thinking, um, first of all, I'm super drunk, mm. but I'm having an affair with a woman, and my wife might be suspicious. So the best way—
1: Oh, to hide in plain sight. Is to hide in
0: plain sight, which didn't work at all because then they both got drunk, and then all of a sudden they were on a date.
1: Yeah, what made your mom realize it was a date?
0: She just said she was in the middle of cooking, and she heard them talking, and she was like, oh, my God god they're flirting oh my god they're on a date
1: (laughs) oh were you there
0: yeah i was there what
1: what do you remember of it
0: i was six so i i remember i remember i don't remember a lot from that age but i remember that night so clearly there was some tension in the air Mm -hmm. but that's all i remember i remember her being there and i remember it being a little something was off i remember yeah
1: so then did your dad move out pretty quickly
0: yeah, I think he moved out pretty pretty quickly after that. They told us they were getting a divorce, and off he went.
1: Uh, did they remarry?
0: He remarried. Yeah. Her? The, yeah, he did oh, really? marry her. He married the. I mean, that's the. Well, nice that's thing, romantic. Right? <laughs> I mean, you that's were just there a, when they met, in a way. <laughs> it's just a beautiful thing to be in there at the beginning of a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Special.
1: Do you have siblings? I have a sister. Older, younger.
0: Two years older. Married, two kids.
1: So, at what age would you say you started getting pretty angry? Started feeling angry?
0: I'd say I was around twelve. Yeah.
1: Do you remember what what that felt like, or what what it was that you felt angry about?
0: No, I don't. I don't remember what I what like there wasn't anything specific. I just started getting mad at everything, you know, and lashing out at everything, and my grades went down, and I started, you know, that's when I started like partying and acting out. Like I started young.
1: At 12?
0: Yeah. yeah, I started drinking at 12. Wow. First time I did cocaine, I was 14.
1: How were you even around cocaine at 14?
0: I lived in Marin.
1: Is, is there a lot of it there?
0: <laughs> well, when I was a kid, uh, when I was 16, we were all, me and all my friends were on mushrooms. In the middle, I think it was like a Wednesday, in the middle of the day. And I was around five because the evening news came on. And uh, whoever was the anchor then, um, I can't remember his name. He's in the, from that song, What's the Frequency? Kenneth, what's his name?
1: Oh. It'll come to us. It will come to us,
0: especially because he's going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it'll come to us by way of Gary who's Googling it. So he comes on and he's saying what's going to be on the news. You know, he's like, Tonight we're going to go to. We'll talk about this and this. And then we'll go to Marin County, the teenage drug capital of the world. And we were all like, <laughs> yeah, like high-fiving and stuff, not realizing that's probably not a good thing.
1: Right. Well, yeah. at that age, it is a good thing, though.
0: But we used to just uh, – people would just take drugs from their parents' stashes. Mm-hmm. Like I knew – we had a guy, my friend David, who we would drive over to his uncle's house and his uncle had um, a jar. I would say it would be like the size of two 12-ounce cans on top of each other. Mm-hmm. He would just screw up the lid and, lid and it would be full of cocaine and he would just take a couple of scoops out and off we'd all go.
1: That's a ton of money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, How it is. much is, I mean, He's Dan a do- Rather?
0: Dan Rather, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Um No, of course his name's not Kenneth. This song's about someone saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it was, so there's a lot I mean, of, I'm just
1: trying to think how-
0: That's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always full. It would always get, like, he must have did a guy. Did he buy
1: it in the jar? No, I
0: think he had a guy come over and be like, like, you would top have. Top it off? Yeah, I think he had a guy come over <laughs> like,
1: top it off. Like the Culligan man?
0: Yes. Like a gentleman would come over and unscrew the top and go, wow. you need a little bit of cocaine today, sir. And he'd, you know, top that off. Yeah.
1: Damn. Um, okay, so that was, your, so your teen years, and did you do all the all the drugs? Everything but heroin. Have you ever injected anything?
0: No. Yeah. Right? It's weird I how not- I had I had these lines I wouldn't cross.
1: So that was the line.
0: That was the line, no injecting and no uh no heroin.
1: You never snorted heroin.
0: Never snorted heroin.
1: I say I have not done that either, but I'm yeah. just asking because I know I know plenty I w- I watched someone snort heroin in front of me. Really? And then throw up in my sink. See, and it that's was early a- in the morning. I was living with my sister and I was just like, "Please, I hope she doesn't." It was in the kitchen sink. She was in the shower. That's why he went to the kitchen sink to throw up, but I was just like, Please don't see that. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Please don't come out and see that I have found myself involved with a junkie who's now barfing in our sink in yeah, that's.
0: I mean, but that's a great ad for not doing heroin. Like, that's the thing is every. No, no, I he reached... enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No,
1: no,
3: but watch somebody do heroin once. That's all it takes. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's disgusting. I would imagine because I would see, I mean, I've seen people nodding off and stuff. And to me, that's just like. It's just weird to see someone like I remember I would in New York I would see it a lot where you'd be like in Soho and be all these people shopping and then there'd just be a like model laying on the ground and you'd be like, "Well, how's that going?" Yeah. That doesn't seem like that's really a great thing.
1: But that supposedly feels really great for them at that moment, right? Yeah,
0: it's supposed to be euphoric, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. But the vomiting thing, I don't know. I don't know how you associate that with fun.
1: No, I don't either.
0: None of the drugs I did would immediately make me vomit.
1: Don't mushrooms make you throw up sometimes, Never. Yeah.
0: Never made me throw up. And I used to deal them. Really? Yeah, I used to carry on a duffel bag in school.
1: A duffel bag
3: a filled duffel with bag? mushrooms? A duffel
0: bag? Yeah. It, it wasn't packed full, but it was, it was like a small That's, little duffel bag. Full. That
3: sounds like a pound or two, though.
0: Well, yeah, there was quite a bit in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: How would you That's get clarifying. involved in that?
0: <laughs> How did I get involved in the mushrooms? Well, I really liked them, mm-hmm. and then uh, I met so a you guy- you are making your passion,
1: your work. Right? Smart. Like, if
0: you like something, get into it. <laughs> uh, I liked them a lot, and then some guy was like, hey, I have a friend who deals in large quantities. Because at that point, I was selling pot, and then someone was like, hey, do you want to also Diverse sell this? I. And I went over, and he showed me it, it was just amazing. It was just this giant, beautiful, purple pile of mushrooms, and I was like, oh, I got to be involved in that. So I bought them and started selling them. How long the thing you... is you can make a lot of money doing it. That's yeah, the, did you? Do know. I did it for like a year. Yeah, I made, I made a decent amount of money. Were
1: you ever nervous?
0: No. Never even crossed my mind that my entire life could be ruined. It just, Wait, I just was don't... this when you
1: were in college?
0: I was in high school, but you can still be totally screwed at that age, right? Mm. I would imagine.
1: How Like how much did you make approximately? Would you I don't know because
0: I would spend it all on drugs. <laughs> I mean that's Smart. the thing about guys selling drugs. It's not like you it's a, a you're not putting away for a rainy day. It's not mm-hmm. like you're doing it for right. financial planning. Right, you're you know? not Walter I White. You cannot wait to buy a house. No, you're trying no. to get your mushrooms for cheaper. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean that was why I used to we used to get an eight ball of cocaine and then we'd take half and sell it and do the other half and then we wouldn't have to actually pay for cocaine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's How, just I, good thinking. It's
0: just amazing I didn't go to jail.
1: So you only did this for a year or so?
0: The well, the mushrooms, but oh. the other stuff, I sold pot for a while and then the, the cocaine thing went on for a couple years. You sold Coke? Well, yeah. We would buy an eight ball and we'd sell half oh, and right. we'd do the other. But mostly and just that, a friend. And that didn't
1: make you nervous ever either? Never.
0: It made me uh, feel really good about myself because I was on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, not so much.
1: How many people removed do you think you were from scary people?
0: Not far removed enough. Yeah, there were definitely – you would definitely find yourself in some weird situations at times. I mean, fortunately, a lot of the drugs and stuff came through people you knew. But, like, sometimes you'd have to go down – if you were out, you'd have to go down. at this There was a place in uh, Sausalito called The Docks, which was near Marin City, which was a really bad area. And there you'd have to make some drug deals. And sometimes, you know, the guy would pull out a gun or whatever and you'd drop your stuff and run.
1: Yeah, that sounds scary. You yeah. drop your whole duffel?
0: Yeah. Well, I wouldn't bring the duffel. I just bring my money. And I just <laughs> threw my money down and run. I don't know why we didn't get robbed more often because, I mean, yeah. clearly we could have been robbed at any time.
1: I had – um. A f- so this was when I was – I graduated college or was I still in college? I don't know. So I was in my early 20s, but I was not, not thinking clearly because I had a crush on this guy. Um, and he came out – he lived in New York. We had we'd met sometime before, and nothing ever happened with uh, between us. But I I had a big question on him, and he came out, and I was so young and so naive and so sheltered, and we spent the day in LA, and he I don't even it did I didn't even realize yet that he was heavily into coke, yeah. Um, But he wanted to go buy some, and he got a tip. (laughs) We were we were at the Roxy or something, and he got a tip from Puck. From the real world? Oh, yeah, sure. Real world San Francisco? <laughs> about where we could go to get it. Of course. So then, because I'm... He he didn't even drive. I'm driving him. Uh, we end up driving... And I'm not... At this point, I didn't live in L.A. Mm-hmm. So all, everything was,
0: yeah, you, when know, you big when you, city to me. Yeah, when you of. don't live here and you drive here, you're like, this is crazy. It never stops.
1: And we ended up somewhere... I don't... I wish I... Actually, I mean, I'm still in touch with him. I can find out from him where it was. But I felt like I was in a Hooverville or a shantytown. I'm like, I didn't even know people yeah. lived like this. It was – it was. I still feel like everything was made out of cardboard. I don't yeah. know. Well,
0: it probably was. Yeah. You probably ran into one of those places.
1: And then we pull up and then scared people were around our car and wanting me to pull up further. And I oh. remember he was like, no, maybe they wanted me to get out of – I don't know. Maybe they wanted me to get out of the car. I know that he said to them, she's nervous. Uh-huh. And that actually was okay. Like they seemed to understand that, but all they unfortunately they only had crack.
0: Oh man, I hate when that happens. So <laughs>
1: that old story. I God know. Damn it. So then we left. Oh. And everything was okay, but it still was this very surreal thing that I look back on like I cannot believe that happened.
0: I would say if you're dating someone or with someone And they know that that's the place to go to get cocaine. Well, it was Puck that knew. Yeah. But even still, I would just avoid that whole.
3: I feel like if you're dating someone who's taking drug advice from Puck. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't from around here. I got (laughs) to say
0: any advice from Puck. That's
3: kind of what I'm saying. But But by all means, substances you're
0: going to put into your body. Here's the
1: thing, though. I wasn't even dating him. I only had a big crush on him.
0: That's, well, like that's how it not see what you saw in it. I don't know if you yeah, you ever watched Lock Up, but that's how, that's how the know, ladies I know, I do. There. I used to.
1: I also, one night, he said to me, just don't let me die, because he was in a K-hole. So what? I had to, I took care of him all night. There's something I never And he did. leaned on me a lot, and that was special, even though I was like, this is w- so fucked up on so many levels.
0: Yeah, it's like you're in a movie at that point. You're in Rush or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. I used to watch Locked Up Abroad. That's the show you're talking about, right? Oh, No, lot. just Lock Up. Oh, oh I think that's a different show.
0: Lock Up, up Abroad is different. Lock Up Abroad is uh, where they have traveling. This is just yeah. prisons in America, Lock Up.
1: No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's so great. Maybe I should. Um, so when did the drug stuff end or has it not?
0: I stopped doing drugs when I was 18.
1: Oh, you stopped early too. <laughs> you, what, you just retired?
0: I uh, I remember thinking, and that's when it got it got into my head that like, Oh, there are, like, huge ramifications to me getting caught. I might have been 19. I was in college. So it was my first year of college, and I remember everyone was doing coke one night, and someone got pulled over by the cops. I was in the car, but I didn't have anything on me, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. If I had cocaine on me, like, this could all be over, just be totally screwed. So I just stopped doing it. I might, it was have, I might have. I might have, And that's not. I did do some acid in college, <laughs> but all the rest of the stuff like. Was and was gone. it easier for you to quit? All yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it.
1: Okay, so then you went to college for a number of years. You did some acid, and then what mm. happened when you graduated? Oh, and then you didn't take a job in Kentucky. I, making maps.
0: Well, I got. I got a. I got. I got out of college after six, three quarters years. <laughs> I actually thought I had graduated after six and a half, and then I was back home, and the school called me and said we made a mistake. I and think I that's go, on them. I know. I had to go back and take one class.
1: You already like did your whole cap and gown ceremony I, yeah, and whatnot?
0: All. And I had to go back and take one class and sleep on my buddy's couch. Now, that was a party semester. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was just one class. What class was it? I remember it was totally stupid, whatever it was. It was like something that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I'm I'm sorry. I'm annoyed with them that if they made that mistake, they're going to make you come back. Yeah, but also
0: I think I was really stupid because I should have just gone like, hey, can I just take a class near where I am at UC San Francisco? And they probably would have said, yeah, yeah. But you I was totally dumb. Back. I was like, no, I have to go back. Like, I think it. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's two sides of that story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So then you took the class, had a party semester. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Then what'd you do?
0: And then I got out, and I had started doing comedy stand-up comedy my s- two years before I graduated mm-hmm. so I would drive home a lot to San Francisco and do comedy I don't know why I never drove down to LA to do comedy because one was like an hour and a half away and the other one was five hours away <laughs> <laughs>
1: except it's, only, it's I've only recently realized that Santa Barbara is not in the middle of right? LA and San Francisco I always thought it was it, so in my
0: head it's always been and it even it, when I was okay, there that makes me but feel it's better. not no it's, it's, it's really definitely close.
1: not it's close it's close
0: I don't know why. Maybe
1: it's fallen but, I've always LA. thought
3: the same thing, too. You guys aren't.
0: Okay, okay. good. But it's- Yeah,
1: o- it's like five or, five or six hours from San Francisco?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But,
2: yeah, okay. But in
0: my head, it, LA's just such a more daunting place, like such a yeah. bigger- And San Francisco, I knew everything. I could just go there and do it. So I think it was a little safety. Mm-hmm. Issues. And then I got out of school and I did not look for a job that had anything to do with my major because I just knew I was going to do stand up. So, what made
1: you want to do stand up? I had wanted to do stand
0: up since I was five. Really? Yep. Nothing else. Never anything else. I used to sit and watch all the comedians on Carson and after Saturday Night Live, they had um, uh, Evening at the Improv on. And I would just sit there and fall asleep to that every Saturday night. Like, I was just obsessed.
1: Did you have particular comedians you liked the best? I
0: didn't have any favorites. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah.
1: What did your family think of comedy?
0: Well, that was the thing. I never – because I was such an angry kid, one of the things I did was I kind of like pushed away my family. So I never talked to them about it. So what happened was I got out of school and I went to live with my father in his apartment and
1: – Was that in Marin also? Yeah,
0: it was in Marin. So I so I was working as a part-time bank teller and then I would leave my job and I would come home – and then I would get dressed and I would go into the city seven nights a week. Wow. And I'd come home at 3 or 4 a.m. And so my dad thought I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else did you think? Like for two years I was like, I'm going into the city. What are you doing there? None of your business. And then I just wow. take off.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yeah.
1: So he asked you one night if you No, were. he didn't
0: ask me. One night I told him I was a comedian. He was like, oh, okay.
1: But it doesn't necessarily preclude being gay.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it, it answered all the questions I yeah. had of all the secrecy and the weirdness.
1: That's so hilarious. Then, so then did he ever come to see you?
0: Yeah, but we uh, – let's see. How would that work out? So he – I think he came to see me a couple times at a club in Moran and then we had a falling out and then I had him kicked out of a comedy club once. But that was later on in my career.
1: Why did you have a falling out?
0: Well, he, he's like a – like so he's like a victim alcoholic. Mm. Does that make sense? Of what? Well, he, anything that happens, he's the victim of, even though he starts it it generally. Like in this instance, I, so whatever, I, I did comedy in San Francisco for a long time and then I moved to New York and I was doing it there. And so at the time of our fallout, he used to page me because that was pager time.
1: Well, you were a drug dealer. Yeah,
0: I was a drug dealer. So he'd page me and then I'd call him back. And then one day I was like, why is he paging me? Oh, I was at home and he paged me. I was like, wait, why is he paging me? Why doesn't he just call my home phone number? So I decided I wasn't going to call him until he called me, mm-hmm. and then he didn't call me for three years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was in the middle of that. It was in the middle of that period that he showed up to a comedy club, and I was like, "No, you can't not talk to me and then just show up to a comedy club." I go, "That's weird." So I, didn't, I didn't even talk to him. I had the uh, manager toss him.
1: Then what happened?
0: With between us, yeah. Well, then he complained to my grandmother and she called me and said, you need to talk to your father. And I said, he can call me anytime. And then that went on for a while, me being pestered. And then finally I called him and said, all right, let's, let's go out to lunch. And there was no apologies made. I was like, you know, all right. So you're, you're drinking upset me when I was a kid, you know, I shouldn't have, I, I think I said, I shouldn't have cut you off, but you know, whatever. And then we went. Back on the path we were on.
1: Of getting along?
0: I don't know if it's getting along.
1: Just being in contact?
0: Yeah, toleration, being in contact. It's a weird relationship.
1: Did he know? Wait, so for the three years, was he paging you that whole time?
0: He stopped after a while. Wouldn't that be weird if you paged me every day? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But did he know like, – because what I'm thinking is maybe he went to the comedy club because he was trying to talk to you. Well, of here's course he the, could have called.
0: Here's the thing about my dad. He wasn't trying to talk to me. He just wants to sit in the back and go, that's my kid or mm. – you know what I mean? He Starfucker. wants to, Like he would show my tape. If I do a TV show, he'd show it to everybody he knew but never say to me, hey, good job doing comedy. It was that kind of deal. So it was just this weird – Yeah. You know.
1: But did he know that you were waiting for him to call you, do you think?
0: No. I think he – well, I don't know. I mean – he he might. That's a. That's why I said the victim thing. I think that he took that as like I cut him off, but in truth, it was like make a phone call. Why don't you pick up the bill for this? Because yeah. that was before you know cell phones were affordable. You could call anywhere you know without getting charged.
1: Oh, so that's why he was paging.
0: Yeah, he yeah. Didn't, he didn't want to pay the bill. He wanted me to pay the bill. this struggling comedian in New York to pay the bill as opposed to the lawyer.
1: Right. Yeah. What kind of lawyer is he? Uh,
0: criminal defense. Not great, I think.
1: Not great. Not great as an attorney. Oh, <laughs> but he's in, not a public defender. He's a private. no. He
0: was a public defender when I was a kid, but um, there was a big shootout at the courthouse he worked at, and I think then he switched over. Wow, didn't want to be a part of that.
1: Which courthouse was it? Do you know? It was the
0: Marin County Courthouse. Yeah, you know, this judge was shot, and I think another, I think a district attorney. Yeah.
1: Jeez. So then he, and then you said that he met uh, the date. Because he was working for a senator,
0: so that was when I was like six. So that's that's so it's after he was a DA. So he was in private practice. Oh, he, was then. A, he went from well, he being, was assistant DA, Sorry. but still
1: that's flipping sides.
0: Yeah, so he was assistant he DA, and then he switched to yeah defense, attorney. and then back to defense. No, he he stayed at once he was assistant DA, and then he switched over criminal defense, and he stayed there, mm-hmm. and. uh yeah, so he was working on a campaign. I don't know if he had political aspirations. I could totally see him doing having those uh, at that time, or, or why he was working on campaigns. But it was always part of my childhood, like mm-hmm. getting involved in that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, on the left or right?
0: Uh, well, he I'm was, assuming he I he was. He was on the left. Now he's on the. Oh, right. really? Yeah.
1: When did he switch?
0: I want to say it was. I want to. Say, you know, I remember getting into an argument about the first Iraq War with him. He was really behind it. And I said, what if I had to go fight in it? And then he was like, well, then I would be against it. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but that's kind of when it began. And I think nine eleven put him over the edge. Mm-hmm.
1: And do you get along with your mom?
0: Yeah, my mom's a weird <laughs> a weird one too. <laughs> she grew up with two alcoholic parents. and She married an alcoholic. So she's like sort of this distant sort of person. Does that make mm-hmm.
1: sense?
0: Uh, it, it's, like it's, her remo- it's like she's emotionally not really all there. Uh huh. So she's just kind of—it's hard to grab onto and be like, "What's going on?"
1: Like she's kind of amorphous.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so you're struggling. You're in New York, and then what yeah. happened?
0: Okay, so yeah, I moved to New York in 96. ninety-six. First, I did this big tour of the country. As a stand-up to make money to move to New York.
1: Were you headlining?
0: No. Uh, I never really headlined. I was um, I was part of this three-man show that – do you know what NACA is? No. So if you're a comedian and you want to work in colleges, you go to this thing, these things called NACA, which is are college conventions. And at the college conventions, you there's a there's a national one and there's regional ones. And you, you like, put in a, bi- a register to try to get into them and you have to pay, like, 100 bucks. And there's like 12 or 13 around the country, and then there's a national one. And then out of those, they pick whether or not you can go and and give a sample of what you do. Mm-hmm. So I went to one, and I did a knacking convention in, I think it was in Minnesota, so I was in that region. And you do that, and then a bunch of colleges are there, and they pick you to go do their thing. And it, and when I was there, there was a, a a guy who was putting together a show. It was like a three comedians plus the – Make you laugh game, which is you try to make an audience <laughs> member laugh. Uh-huh. So it was pretty depressing because they would give us a lump sum, and if people didn't laugh, we would give them money, but that <laughs> money would come out of our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we would sometimes walk out of there with nothing because people wouldn't laugh, and we'd give away all the money we made. Who
1: would? <laughs> who were the other comedians that you did that
0: with? Well, I it was other guys I hired, and they're not even comedians anymore. This guy George Trefzer and. Uh Fred, oh boy, I don't remember Fred's last name. One of them's a writer, Fred's a writer, but there were nobody that you would know. one guy would call himself the Slacker comedian, mm-hmm. and I fired him because we were backstage one time one time and he took off his shoes and I almost threw up, <laughs> and I was like, "I can't work with you anymore. <laughs> you need to bathe away That's gross. from me, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, so you did that show, so I did
0: that show, and I made a bunch of money, and I then moved to New York. And New York was great for a while, but it's really hard.
1: Why, why New York rather than, I guess, L.A.?
0: Because, I mean, that's one of those bad choices I made. You know, because I was friends with, like, Greg Barrett and Margaret Cho. and
1: Greg Barrett, with whom you do Walking the Room. Yeah.
0: And all these people and Patton Oswalt and Mark Marin, all these people who came down here and sort of started the whole scene here mm-hmm. that they all got famous off of. And I was like, screw that. I'm going to do my own thing. Oh, Go I Go be see. a pure stand-up. Yeah. was that. It was like a rebellious idiot move. Were they
1: saying, come here?
0: Um, yeah. Constantly. Come here and
1: let us help you?
0: Constantly. Come <laughs> here. Come here. Come here. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it in New York where you're supposed to do stand-up. I had this like idealized version of what yeah. stand-up should be.
1: You know, I, not for, for stand-up, but when I moved to New York, because I lived there for a number of years, I also had this like, I've got to get away from everything I came from and just strike out on my own. Yeah. Although my sister was there. But still. I mean, for me it really was like but, I felt like I need I wanted to start over and just No, like, that's do a my huge thing. thing. I
0: mean I put everything everything I wanted in two duffel bags and off I went to another city where I didn't know anybody. Which is kinda thinking back on it, that's crazy. It's like re- that's a really
1: It's re- I found for me it was much harder than I thought it was going to be. That whole oh fuck, I know hardly anyone here.
0: Yeah. How was well, it for you? It wasn't that bad for me because I immediately you immediately get to know the comedians and comedians are like nomads. So it's really quickly slide into a group. So it wasn't that bad. It was more after a while. I didn't like it. I just realized how hard it was to live there.
1: Who were the comedians that you kind of slid in with? Uh, I hung
0: out with Ian Bag and Tom Papa a lot. Uh, those, those are like the main two guys mm-hmm. that I hung out with.
1: So then when did you come out here?
0: I came out here in like 2000, 2001, something like that.
1: Oh so you've been okay.
0: I was in I was in New York for close to five years. Yeah, I've been here a while.
1: And um did you immediately like LA when you got here?
0: Um well it was complicated. So I came out here with a a girl, fiance, uh and I'll never forget this. So we we went to my we drove across country. We took like six weeks coming out here. And then we went to my mom's house and we were staying there.
1: Six weeks because you wanted to make it a see the country kind yeah, of thing.
0: Yeah, and then I think I was doing gigs for a couple weeks around San Francisco to make a little more money, and then we drove down to L.A. to find an apartment. And we were we were staying in Santa Monica at a friend Tony Camine's house, and this comedian named Kevin Kataoka, who now works on Kamal Bell's show, said, uh, "I was like, how do I get to here?" And I think I wanted to get to West Hollywood, and he said just drive on San Monica Boulevard the whole way which is a terrible <laughs> a terrible way to go yeah <laughs> so it was taking so long that I was like well I don't know what's happening did I miss a turn what is going on and then I, somehow I got on La, Cien- in La Cienega and I remember I was in front of the Beverly Center and my car alarm started going off while I was driving <laughs> and I totally flipped out I was like I can't be here I can't do this and we literally just drove up to my mom's house in San Francisco <laughs>
1: From La Cienega?
0: Yeah, I was like, "Let's just go." I can't. Let's just go. I can't do this. It's not working. And we just drove with my car alarm going off for about forty-five minutes until it stopped.
1: Wow, it
0: was crazy. And then we. And then was we. This, like,
1: were you still angry at this point, or it just was a bad day?
0: I was angry. Yeah, I was really angry. Uh, and it was a bad day. But uh, more more than that, like I just wasn't like I, there was no part of me. that was like, "Hey, let's get out of the car and see what's wrong with it." Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like freak out. Mm-hmm. That, that, would be, that was my main thing. I just flip out about stuff.
1: Traffic can do that to you.
0: <laughs> well, especially the first time you're here. Yeah. And I think it was at like rush hour. So it was like five o'clock on Santa Monica Boulevard driving across the city. It's like yeah. the worst. It's very overwhelming. Yeah, it was super overwhelming. So we went back and kind of regrouped and came back down and found an apartment. And then we, I lived with her for eh, say two years and then we broke up. How come? Uh, so... She had a money problem. Mm-hmm. And she would just buy everything that was in front of her. It's so a shopping problem. Yeah, serious shopping problem. And she never had any savings. And and so this is the worst mistake I ever made, which I always tell people: if you're engaged to someone, that doesn't mean you're married to them, So don't help them with their debt. Because <laughs> I took I took ten thousand dollars of her debt and put it on my credit card because mm-hmm. I had really low rates. Mm-hmm. So uh, so one day I wake up and she's freaking out in the living room. She's crying. And she's like, they're going to kill my father. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? So I, I'm i trying to figure out what's going on. And I talk to a guy on the phone who is a mobster who's called the house. New York, Brooklyn mobster.
1: I'm assuming you had no idea she was dealing with these kind of people. I had
0: no idea what was happening. And he goes, so what's her dad's name?
1: Did he identify um, himself as such? Brooklyn mobster here.
0: Well- no, so it's, it's such a funny conversation because I can't remember what her dad's name is, but let's say her dad's name is Lenny and she goes he goes so Lenny borrowed some money from us and we need to get that money back. And uh and so we're trying to figure out a way to get that money and we want if you can help us to get that money because if we don't he's got to take a train ride. <sighs> And I'm like, I don't know what that means. He's, he's got to take a train ride from Brooklyn out to Long Island to come to see us. And then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> time. And then we talked to our dad and he, what he had done was he, he's, he had no money. And so after we got engaged, he felt bad. He couldn't give his daughter a wedding. So he borrowed $5,000 from the mob. And these are like old school mob guys. Like these are the guys on Cobble Hill in in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So he borrowed five grand, and he took it to the track because he wanted to turn it into like sixty grand to throw a big wedding for his daughter. Now you can see how there's some some slight flaws. Well, in the plan,
1: <laughs> yes. Am yeah. I so cynical? <clears throat> is it? Is it? Am I just an asshole that I hear that and I'm like, how much was that really about her wedding? Do no. You well, okay. It really was? Okay. So
0: that's where that's where it goes. So then she breaks down crying, and I'm like, all right, we got to take care of this. And then I'm like, what is going on? And she goes, This has been happening my whole life. And then it just unravels. She goes, the her and her mom used to ha- used to hide their money around the house in like the her sock drawer and and in their in her dolls because her dad was a degenerate gambler and he would just gamble everything away. So he was doing it again, but this time I had to go so I had to get back on the phone with the mob and I had to say, uh, okay, so I remember I said, uh, okay, so I'm gonna take care of this and he goes, Okay, so so just so we understand each other, you are taking over this debt. And I go. Oh, God. I go, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay it. He goes, no, you're, you're agreeing to take over this debt. And I'm like, I'm just going to pay it. I don't know what's happening right now. And he's like, you got to say you're going to agree to take over the debt. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to agree to take over the debt. Then I went straight to the bank. Wells Fargo and wired them the money.
1: Cuz that, fe- that that <clears> that to take it over feels like a larger thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that means you take a train ride, right? Well,
0: then because then if anything happens, then it's on me. And it yeah, because th- what they were going to do to her dad was they were they, he they were going to break his legs. He was going to have to take a train ride out and then they were going to break his legs. Which is really screwed up cuz then how you get back? Right. Right? How do
1: you know that? They said that? Or they said, yeah. They, they, eventually he broke it down for you?
0: He found out that they were going to break his legs and or kill him, but he didn't think they'd kill him because they still needed the money. So if they kill you. They can't get the money. Right. So,
1: so breaking legs is like a, a warning.
0: Yeah. And he had already paid. The funny thing is, I mean, the way it works is apparently there's a horrendous interest rate. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that he doesn't had, surprise me that much. He already paid him the five grand, but it's the VIG. You, know, you, just keep, you keep owing them such an amount.
1: It's like a credit card It's company, worse than a worse. credit card. It's
0: like 50% or something. So
1: so he would already paid back 5000 and owed another 5000
0: Yeah, basically. It like never goes away when you do that.
1: Well, so now are you off the hook?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wired him and then that was it. And then I, it was...
1: Did you have the money to do that?
0: No, that was like all my savings at that point. And then I went back to her and I was you like... You must
1: have... Did you really love her or were you just doing the right thing?
0: I don't know if I really loved her at that point or if I was just doing the right thing. It, just, But part of it was like, oh, everything makes sense now. If I just pay this off, then – and literally as soon as as soon as soon I sent the money, our relationship was over. Because like, you were done. I was like, that's that can't be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You didn't think you'd hear that story, did no. you? No.
1: <laughs> Whatever happened to her and her dad, do you know?
0: So every once in a while I check in on them on Facebook. Yeah, she's had a really rough ride. She had uh she did a one person show about having miscarriages. She's had like six. Yikes. Yeah. Uh she for a long for a while she was living with her parents, two dogs and two cats in a one bedroom apartment. So it hasn't been great. Right. Like she has a job now. She she started doing stand up comedy, which is hilarious why just because it's so weird that i was the stand up comedian she never showed any aspirations to doing that as soon as we break up she's like i'm going to try stand up comedy <laughs> uh so she, i know she does that in new york i don't know how successful she is but some people seem to know her you know uh and i think he i think i think right now he has a tumor or something like it's all it's all it's like such a tragic story that every once in a while i look at my life and i go i married a doctor a psychologist and I have a great kid. Like I have, I have a different life than I would have been living. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Well, so that brings me to how you met your wife. Although, is there a bit? Is there a big gap of years in between that we should fill in?
0: Between you know, after after um, after I broke up with her, uh, she came back. I stopped dating. I was like, I gotta figure my shit out because whatever was going on there was not because that was like a series of of women I should not have been dating leading up to her what kind of
1: um, like what what what, was there a pattern other than they were just all wrong for you yeah I
0: wouldn't say it was a pattern it was just like there was always something really messed up about them, like really dark and Mm -hmm. messed up and it would be revealed and I'd be like oh my god
1: and then would you stick around
0: yeah for a while yeah so uh so then I didn't date for a while I want to say two years or something and I went to therapy and I did all that was that your
1: first time in therapy
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah So then I kinda got my crap together and then I met my current wife through friends. We were just at breakfast. We went it was like, Hey, you wanna go breakfast at the Hollywood one oh one? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah the one oh one. The one oh one. And uh and then I saw her and I was like, Well she's cute and then I asked her out and then that was that. And then but then we broke up for like six months and then we got back together. Why'd you break up? She was getting divorced and she felt like it was too much too soon and i still I still had some anger issues, and I still had some stuff to work out, so after the breakup, I like sort of regrouped and kind of did that again, and then we got back together
1: and um how did you know that she was the right person for you
0: uh okay, so I didn't like i really I really liked her when we were dating the first time, but I wasn't sure and then I mean, this is so, so we, I asked her out. And we went to the L.A. County Fair, which used to be a lot better. Have you you guys ever go to the- I have like I've a, been to the Orange like, County
1: Fair, not the L.A. County Fair.
0: It's like Thug Central now. It's like there's like metal detectors and it's like- Fairplex it's, is not
3: a fun or safe place to be.
0: It's terrifying now. Yeah. It's, this makes me glad that
1: I haven't gone.
0: No, it's unbelievable. It's not like the Orange County Fair. It used to be a lot better. Yeah. Years ago. This is like, I would say, seven or eight years ago. Probably eight years ago, me and my wife went. And, that, and it's like night and day between- now and then like and now it's just crazy we went um this year to take my kid to the uh monster truck show and we just went in there and went to the monster truck show and we were leaving and this guy bumps into my wife and she goes don't do anything don't do anything to and you she I, yeah this. she says that and I look at him and I go because you have latent
1: anger issues
0: well just because I'll I'll stand yeah. up and you know I'll be like what are you doing right I'm, I'm uh I wouldn't say I have anger issues at this point but I definitely uh will stand up and go, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. So this guy bumps into her and my wife says, don't, don't, don't. And I look at him and I go, I am not going to do shit. That guy's <laughs> going to kill me if I say anything. Like he was just full on thug. Mm-hmm. Like it was terrifying. So uh, what was I talking about?
1: Um, I was asking you how you knew she was the one for you.
0: Okay. Something so we went to the LA County Fair and we went into the horse racing and we were sitting there watching a horse race. And I touched her hand and it was like electricity. And then we were starting to get up and I grabbed her hand. It was like electricity. Like not just like a little bit like like the kind where you have to sit down and you go, what just happened? And then we just went and talked for like an hour and we're like, okay, so this is a thing.
1: And she felt that same feeling? She felt
0: feeling? the exact same thing. Aw. Weird.
1: So it was just the sex, the sexual chemistry?
0: Yeah, it was that, but it was more this I'm time. I know, I'm... No, no, I know what you mean. But it was there was something. It was just I don't know how to describe it. Like you know, just what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Did you always know that you wanted to have kids?
0: No, I went back and forth, like I did, and then I didn't. You know, it's hard in this business to have kids. If I was married to someone who was also in the business, like an actress or comedian, I think I might not have because it's so. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're going to make a dollar next next year. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting hearing you say that because as a woman, I definitely feel like I don't know how kids fit into this. Although mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to make it happen, but right. it's because it seemed that I well, it's like if if you get pregnant and have a kid like that, it's taking you out of the game for for some time. time. So it's interesting to hear you say as well that in this industry you don't know, but for you it's because of the financial. Uh, insecurity?
0: Yeah, I think so because I mean I, I always diversified and like made money from stand up and acting and writing. Like I always kind of had my hands on all things so that I could make a living. Uh, but it can all, all that stuff can dry up overnight and then you're mm-hmm. like, what? And yeah, for me it's, it's financial. Like I, I said I would not go on the road as much if I had a kid. Cause you know, having the dad I had who was kind of absent that, you like oh that that doesn't really work so I think for me it's a choice I I, I know there's communities that go on the road and that's fine um, but for me do you miss it yeah I do but I still do it you know I get a little fix here and there around town mm-hmm. I, you know I was still able to put out an album last year you know so I can still do it a little bit it's just not like I can't go out on the road and do a week and do that kind of stuff although I don't that that kind of stuff is you get hit a certain age and you don't want to do that anymore either mm mm-hmm.
1: And what kind of writing do you do? Well,
0: right now, I'm writing on the Mark Maron show.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Although I've yeah. seen you on the show.
0: I am, and I'm going to be on some more episodes this season. Yeah, that's what I'm writing on right now.
1: Nice. So, are you guys? You guys are working on season two now. Yeah. When does that start filming?
0: Uh, we start filming November twentieth.
1: So that's very soon.
0: Very soon, and then and then it airs, I think, in May. Yeah.
1: How what's what's the process like writing on that show?
0: It's actually it's different than a lot of shows because in most shows you have a bunch of people sitting around arguing over what's going to be and a showrunner who favors certain people or doesn't, you know, Uh and in this show you all come up with ideas and then you look at one guy who's Mark Maron who goes no, no or yes, or this is what we should do. So it makes it a lot easier because it kind of all rests on what he wants to do. So mm-hmm. it's really, really easy.
1: Um. How much is the Marin that we see on screen supposed to be exactly him?
0: He it's exaggerated. I, this season, I feel like, especially the stuff I'm writing, it's exaggerated. But it's it's a lot of Marin. Like we sit there in the room and we'll go through each script and he he'll say, "No, I would say it this way or I would say it this way." So a lot of it's him, you know.
1: How'd you guys become friends? Because you you're really close, right?
0: Uh, I, yeah, I think we're close. He he's <laughs> well, Mark's a weird guy, but Mark is. <laughs> I would say Mark is the <laughs> most supportive comedian out there that I've, for me personally, that I've met. Uh, if you have a problem, you go to Mark. He'll help you out. That kind of thing. Um,
1: like a problem in like an interpersonal thing? Yeah, or? anything.
0: You're an interpersonal thing or you just need to talk to someone. Like, like he's a good listener. He's a good guy. And if he finds out that a friend is not doing well, he'll call him up and see how he's doing. That kind of thing. Uh, how do we meet? We met in San Francisco in like 93, 94. And that whole group was there, Patton and Mitch Hedberg and everybody, and we just started hanging out because that's when I was really angry. And Mark liked that; he liked having that around. Mark
1: used to be really angry. Right? Yeah, he
0: still is. I mean, he's into curmudgeons and people who are. He describes me as a curmudgeon. when. Uh, Do he, you think that's apt? well? I think I used to be. I think I used to be more on stage, like how he would. What would he describe it? He would say – "There's he thinks there's like two or three curmudgeon comedians who are able to just completely be themselves and be funny because it's hard to be that kind of character and make mm-hmm. people laugh. It's usually off-putting. But he says like me and Kyle Kinane do it. Um, so he was attracted to that. But at the same time, I would go hang out with him and I would feel like I had just been covered in black sludge when I left. <laughs> like like he's just like –
1: with the negativity yeah
0: negativity and just it was like bile Um, but we always because that's not how you were I was like I was I'm sure I was exactly like that but I think when two people get together and are doing it it's Mm -hmm. horrendous Uh, yeah so then when I was in New York he lived in New York that whole time like we kind of you know lived in the same places at the same time
1: I mean he has stories of how he used to be a dick but how he's not anymore right I was a dick you were
0: yeah yeah I was a dick I don't think I had I don't think I had as big of examples as he does, but I was just sort of mean all the time to everybody. Yeah,
1: even nice people. Yeah, yeah. Even the human equivalents of ducklings.
0: No, I would I love ducklings.
1: (laughs) I think that dynamic. I'm now going on a tangent. Is one that bothers me that thing where someone is angry and the other person is like frightened by it or is revealing their vulnerability in the face of it and instead of that bringing out the humanity in the angry person it just makes them lash out more
0: yeah that's a weakness
1: i guess yeah but it's like when it's your own because now i'm just talking about my parents when it's your own child (laughs) when it's your own child and you're and it's you're hurting your kids feelings get the fuck over yourself
0: well okay so what it is 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 that you know being angry is a Defense against being vulnerable, right? Yeah. I guess. So if you're showing weakness, it triggers that thing in them that right, doesn't. That they're date. trying to the hide. The last anyway. thing they want to be is vulnerable, so they attack. Does that makes. Yeah, that make no, it
1: does. No. The, I mean, <laughs> it depends, <laughs> sort of. So, is that where you're trying to not feel vulnerable?
0: Yeah. I mean, all my anger is about trying to not feel vulnerable and to, and to you know, it's also, it's a mask for suffering. Like I suffered a lot as a kid. So then the response to that is to just lash out all the time.
1: So do you consciously work on not being that angry guy now?
0: No. I think that over the years, therapy and all this stuff, it, it receded quite a bit. Uh, and also I've had at amount out of like I always wanted when I was five, I wanted to be a stand up comedian. So as a stand up comedian, like on some level I'm living my dream. So not a lot of people can say that. So I have and I have a great family. So I have things that are great, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that sort of buffers the the nonsense. But it still it still bursts out. And it comes out in the craziest ways. Like how? Like a a great example is someone was talking about Hangover three. And I hate the writer of that movie so much. Who is it? His name's Craig Mazin. He's just such like I I and people will be talking to me and also be like, oh my god, he's awful. And it's like, it's like it goes from zero to ten. And then I'll look around at people's faces and I'll go, oh, I'm doing the thing, <laughs> doing the thing where I'm blowing up. And then and everyone's like, what? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I just get really angry. But that it happens all. There's like different subjects.
1: You hate his writing or him.
0: I hate what he is. I hate his writing, and then I hate how <laughs> successful he is. Like, he's such a hack and That's such an awful an writer. <laughs> he's such a – and I got so mad when he killed that giraffe in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: man. We need to have, like, the comedian anger Olympics. Oh, my God. Adam. Yeah, you, see, he's pretty angry. Marin. Yeah. Is Maron how angry is – I feel like Marin's anger is tempered, though.
0: It is tempered. It's It's, an
1: analytical, but that's fine. It takes all kinds of anger, but it comes
0: out like uh, it comes out. You know, shoots out definitely. I I know there's a bunch of uh, angry
1: comedians.
0: I mean, I would say most comedians are angry. They just mask it in different ways.
1: Are there? Yes. Now, are there any angry female comedians? Because it's harder for women to do anger to be accepted if they show their anger. Oh
0: no, you know, like
1: Lisa Lampanelli used to have, but it was so farcical.
0: Yeah, it was so farcical that it really wasn't anger. It's. It's uh, yeah, boy, I cannot
1: like I cannot think any angry young woman you don't think of as funny. Like Janine Garofalo, I think, I think alienated some people when she appeared more angry. Yes. Although I don't think she is that angry, but no, just becoming rat, you know, more political.
0: Yeah,
3: and Rezzi then if Oton. they are angry, the only one I can sort of think of is Chelsea,
1: Peretti or Handler. Peretti,
0: yeah. Peretti. Uh, see, I would
1: think actually Handler maybe well, deals Handler,
3: with – but in a different way. Peretti's really
0: angry. Peretti's is she? pretty angry. Yeah.
1: In her stand-up?
0: Yeah, she's a person. Yeah. Just, I try yeah. to avoid her myself. Life, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah,
1: I am trying – but I guess I haven't seen – see, I've heard this from guys before about her. Yeah. And I haven't seen it, but maybe I just haven't seen the right things. But I she's think- nice to me, so. Oh, she's very
3: nice, and I think that she does a good job of making it funny. But yeah. it, there's anger there.
0: No, she doesn't make it funny. I think uh, Jen Kirkman's pretty angry. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Colon, I don't know if she's still angry, but she... Is that how you say her name? <laughs> Colona, I think. Colona. She was pretty angry when I met her a while back, like one of the angriest women I've ever met. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really... I did a commercial with her, or a TV show, and I was like, wow, what the hell's happening?
1: What was she... What was it? What, what was happening? Well, it was
0: specifically... There was a World Series going on, and my team was playing her team, and my team was way ahead and I didn't say anything purposefully because my team was ahead. And I was like, I don't want to rub that in in the middle of this. And then her team went ahead and she was like, yeah, take that. And it was just so mad. I was like, What? what is happening right now? Like it was just completely out of context and bizarre. Mm-hmm. It was really – and then it went on for a while just how her being mean about it. And I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. What but
1: commercial was it?
0: It wasn't even a commercial. It was a show called Scare Tactics.
1: Oh, why did I think you said you were filming a commercial? I, think I did I imagine- at first and then I oh, and then okay. I remembered
0: that it was a TV show.
1: Scare tactics. What was that?
0: That was so we would go out in to, into Nevada where you can do pranks on people and we would terrify them. For instance, we I was supposed to be a furniture repo guy mm-hmm. and I picked up a brand new hire. And it was his first job and we took him to this scary biker's house and we were repoing um, like f- – a freezer and a refrigerator, and we went into the garage. And I told him to start taking the meat out of the freezer, and he found a body at the bottom. And he started dry heaving. What fun! And I stopped the show, even though the producers were like, "Keep it going, keep it going." Oh, I was good. like, "No." I went over there and told him it was a fake show, and the producers were mad at me.
1: I would bet, yeah.
0: But I was like, "Well, the guy's dry heaving. That's um yeah, that's not funny."
1: That did he think it was funny?
0: He did I. Uh, I mean, they must yeah. get money, right? He wasn't as upset about it as I would have been. Uh, and then another time, this one was crazy. So this is the one Sarah was on in the middle of the night out in the desert. There was like a supposedly a meteor hit, and I had touched it, and I worked out there. And this guy, <laughs> so this guy convinces his friend to come out and pick up a check because he worked on the site in the middle of the desert, and they come out, and I've and I've got like they put like really. A, really cool looking makeup on my chest. It's like green and bubbly. (laughs) And then the FBI shows up of which Sarah is one of them. I know, but people believe this and they took, uh, and they took me outside and shot me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) They put me down and then, uh, and then I think then they reveal the guy that's fake. But the guy, one of the guys looked at me and goes, Hey man, um, I usually carry a gun so that, he goes, honestly, I probably would have shot you early on when you were covered in green shit trying to touch me. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You don't know how the person's going to react.
0: Well, a guy, eventually, the reason they stopped filming the show is a guy jumped out of a second story window because oh he was so scared. I think it was a. I think it was an organ harvesting one where some Ugh. kid temp was working in an office and then he goes in back and they're organ harvesting and the kid freaked out and jumped out the window. Was he okay? No, I think he broke his legs or something.
2: Ugh. Yay!
1: Fun!
0: Yay! Prank comedy. Fun. <laughs>
1: Was that the worst job you've had in this industry?
0: Ugh, oh, that's got to be pretty close. They asked me to go back, and I—I I mean, if if you have a TV show and I don't want to go on it, then <laughs> that's probably not a very good TV show.
1: Well, are you usually a whore for? Any sort yeah, of yeah, I'll show? do. I'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else are you working on? Well, so I guess Maren probably takes up. Managing my time? time.
0: I have one of those. Pro- I have one of those a- Amazon projects. Um, my own show over there. Um, oh, that's neat. What's that um, going to be in the be? works? It's called Strange Company, and it's uh, a satire about aliens coming to Earth.
1: Are you uh, writing and what? What and, right now, In it or
0: writing? Right now, I'm one of the creators, writers. I don't know if I'll be in it. There's a role I might take. I might not. Um,
1: When's that going to come out?
0: We don't know yet. They're still finishing the final touches on the contract, but. They're supposed to announce it, I think, in January or
1: something. That's neat. I don't know that much about the Amazon stuff except that this is ringing a bell that I remember reading articles that Amazon Mm -hmm. is developing their own
0: original stuff. None of
1: it's come out yet, right? Yeah, they're
0: shooting two right now. Gary Trudeau made one, a political one. And there's a Silicon Valley one. But they've done – they just did a deal with the X-Files guy and – you know. Yeah, and like so a, then it'll
1: be available on like Amazon instant yeah, downloads. Yeah. Or whatever. Do you have that? The Yeah. Do
0: you watch the the apps on your? What do you got? What's your system?
1: Oh, what like what's my streaming thing? Yeah, do you use. Well, I use um, Netflix and Hulu Plus. Those oh, are my so streaming you're, so you're things.
0: Out. So she's out of the. She's out of the Amazon loop. Or do you have but Apple my, Apple TV? Yes. That's why Apple TV won't put Amazon on there.
1: But I know that my. They won't forever.
0: Well, so far they've resisted.
1: But I know that my fiancé does get stuff through Amazon Instant Video. No, I know that I watch Breaking Bad through Amazon Instant Video. Do you have Video. an Xbox? Yes. There you go. He does. I don't. There you but go. now I do. So you can watch so, it. Yes, that's how we do it. Yes. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click through the banner on my website if you're going to buy something such as Strange Company?
0: Uh-huh. Or my... In my album
1: yeah what's that called
0: shame chamber
1: shame chamber mm-hmm. go get that you, you can get that right now go get that by clicking the banner on my website alisonrosen.com it doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps out the i gotta show. say
0: i've never figured out how to do this but we also don't we don't like use our website anymore we just
1: yeah you to have you, you, have a you banner, need to have a website, much. website. yes although like you could no put it on i guess you don't facebook or twitter i don't can you I mean, you could tweet out a link. Actually,
3: you
0: could tweet. You could put it in the show content.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could. Yeah, or you could just tweet it out.
0: But some guy asked for one. I've had people ask for it. Like, what is your Amazon? Yeah, and I like, I didn't even know how to set it up.
1: Well, see, someone just tweeted us, Gary, saying, "Do we have a promo code? Because they want to like help out the show, but they buy stuff on the Amazon app on their phone. Is there a way to get that linked through? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. We got to find that out,
0: right? What is that a good? Is that a, you make a good living off that? It's better than the nothing. Amazon so out? rich off of the Amazon, <laughs> off of Amazon dollars.
1: Um, actually, I mean, it it all helps. And to the listeners who click through, thank you so 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 much. Um, I know that for Adam, like he credits building this studio to Amazon.
0: Well, that's the thing is like that the the little things all add up. Yeah. So you want people to kind of do everything because yeah. it
2: Allison
1: all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so you're working on Marin and you are working on this new show, and you have your podcast. I have a podcast. Walking the I'm room. Two podcasts. What's your other one?
0: Uh, I I started one called The Dollop, which is just me talking alone about one subject.
1: What kind of subjects?
0: I talked about Mike Tyson. I talked about Ted Nugent. I talked about hot dog eating contests.
1: What are your thoughts on hot dog eating contests? That they're
0: grotesque.
1: How do you, how is that for you talking alone?
0: It's weird. You know, a part, part of the reason I did it is because I was trying to work on a one man show. So I was trying to think of different subjects and just trying to explore them from all different angles. So it's really challenging to just sit there and talk. I mean, it's not a full hour. It's like 40 minutes, but it's really hard. Yeah. Those radio guys, those like Jim Rome guys who do it and it's pretty impressive.
1: They really love every word that comes out of their mouth. They really do. I think they really do. Yeah,
0: they're really impressed with themselves. Yeah. As they should be, though. When I listen to them, I'm like, how are you doing that? That's how. Yeah.
1: What's it like being married to a psychiatrist, psychologist? Psychologist.
0: It's not that bad. It's not as weird as you would think. Every once in a while, I have to be like, no, I'm sure your wife would love that opening. (laughs) It's not that bad. (laughs) It's not that (laughs) bad. But there's no, like, she's, I mean, maybe she's analyzing me. I just don't know. But it never, like, comes up, like... That you know you should be doing this or this mm-hmm. or but there, she's never like you know reading me and figuring stuff out. But if I ask her, you know, what do you think is going on here? She'll tell me.
1: Are she, you Are you still in therapy?
0: Uh, not right now because uh, I'm working on Marin and my therapist lives in Westwood, and Marin's office is in Glendale, so it's a total not. Right. It's yeah. not actually. It's it's, not.
1: it's pretty much. It may as well be San Francisco and Santa Barbara. Yeah. Really. Seriously. <laughs>
0: It's way too far away.
1: Um, I think we should do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I on
2: something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone?
1: All right. Shane from Agio says, when I watch Cops, I have to change the channel before the end, 132 and Bush, I got him at gunpoint, like the microwave before it hits zero. No, I don't have that with Cops. However, I was just listening, and this is going to be embarrassing, but for nostalgia's sake, I was listening to The Very Best of Andrew Lloyd Webber. And in one of the songs from Phantom of the Opera where she hits a really, really high note at the end, I changed it before that because I'm like, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that high note, which is somewhat similar to what you're saying.
0: That that tweet is so hard for me to read because – he squeezed a lot in there.
1: He did. They're making the most of Twitter.
0: I mean, that's crazy. That's like a really impressive. What is J-M-O-E? That's what Just the, me or everyone. That's what, that's what your thing is. Yeah. Okay.
1: We can um, move on to another one. Yeah, that one
0: scares me. I'm, I can't figure it out. Okay, when I watch Cops, I have to change the channel before the end. And then what does it say? One, one, two, three. What
1: is 132 and Bush?
0: What is 132?
1: Is that some cop that's, code?
3: I'm sure it's just he's imitating a guy on his radio calling other cops. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm still maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe they have Street someone. At, right, I got him at gunpoint before they announced that. All right, the city that breeds says, "Just me or everyone." I get irritated when it's hot out, but I still feel the need to take a hot shower. Yes, I know what you mean. I'll be really hot, and I'll think I don't want. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to make it kind of cold, and then a second later, I turn it hot because I just don't want to be in cold water, even if I'm hot.
0: I can't. No, I can't do that. Yeah, even though you're supposed to. It, it, you're supposed to drink hot stuff, right? Also, did yes. you know that? And then you're supposed to sweat, but I don't want to sweat. I don't. I'm, I don't want to be Sweating's Super unpleasant. That makes me feel like I'll be hotter. Yeah, exactly. but I won't. I'll be cooler because I'm sweating. But then I'm wet. You know,
1: they say that, but I never feel cooler when I'm, I'm never like, oh great, I'm wet and cooler now. I
0: you if the you sweat. get if you get out of a hot shower and it's hot, it's like, <sighs> why did I take a shower?
1: One of my least favorite feelings. Yeah,
0: it really is the,
1: the sweat that forms on your clean skin. Oh. Trent Jackson says, "Before opening a can of soda or beer, I swipe my thumb over where my mouth goes to clean it." Yeah, if
3: it That's looks a, dirty. I've, I
0: wonder if Trent is from East Coast. That's an East Coast thing. Yeah,
3: all my East Coast friends do that. Yeah, they're, I've they're, done that when it doesn't look. It looks a little grody.
1: Why is it East Coast?
0: Because there's this thing that in New York that the in all the warehouses, there's rats, and the rats are running all over the cans, so they think the cans are all dirty. I oh. But I think that's not true, because the cans are stacked on top of each other.
3: Yeah. I mean, so
0: you don't want to get
3: that one top can. But what also,
0: if there's rat stuff all over your can, a swipe with your... Gonna put all Plus, on. all those
3: pallets are shrink-wrapped from here to Tuesday, so that right. the shit doesn't fall out. So it's like, I mean, wipe your shrimp- shrink wrap. Don't worry about the can.
0: All right.
1: It's gross when the shrink wrap itself, though, has dust all over it. That is gross. Shelley Berg says, "Just me stuff. I am scared popping open a can of biscuits and of the stinky kitchen sponge. Oh. Just curious gum. Oh, sh- this is a lot in one. Okay. Yes, I. I. It's really only been a handful of times I've popped open a can of biscuits, but I also I kind of flinch because it does pop.
0: It doesn't bother me.
1: Really, I kind of like don't... it. Okay, yeah, right.
0: it's a, I think it's cool. Yeah,
1: and she's afraid of the stinky kitchen sponge. I hate sponges. Sponges are something I hate because they always smell awful. I think it's
0: one of the dirtiest things in your house. It's gross. They're disgusting. Let's... You should replace them every day.
1: I just, I would rather just not even use a sponge.
0: Why, what are you going to do then? Your use stuff's a... got to be clean.
1: Well, you can use paper towels, or you can use in the um, in the, when you're washing stuff in the sink, like dishes. You can just use a dish brush.
0: Oh, yeah. I use a dish brush. Because
1: yeah. then you don't have to touch the grossness.
0: Yeah. It's, it's true. That's how I feel. No, all right.
1: Annalisa says, ladies, wearing a skirt while menstruating. Oh, I'm out. Are you paranoid about the tampon string plotting its way lower than your hemline? Well, wow. how short is your skirt is the question I would ask.
0: Well, now the skirts are super short. Or how long I mean, is your tampon? I mean, my tampon is about two feet.
1: <laughs> then you know this problem. I do. Uh, Brock Saucerman says- I hate Flo from the progressive ads.
0: I can't. I know her.
1: I don't. I don't mind her.
0: I don't, you know what? I I know her, so I don't. Stephanie something is her yeah, name, Stephanie right? Yeah, Stephanie Courtney. She's a nice person, but uh, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, she I mean, doesn't
3: bug me the way that she bugs. She doesn't bug me at all. But I know several people who really are bugged by it.
0: Yeah, I could see that. But it's also like, how long has it been going on? You know, I think after a while, people are like, I get it, Flo. Well, honestly, I get it.
3: a DVR. Like, you have to suffer through it in sports only. That's true. How much time do you really spend
0: watching commercials? Did he,
1: you know that she was on the first, I think it was the first season of Mad Men? Yes, she was. She and was. Kristen Shaw was too, right?
0: I think so. She was one of the uh, phone, operators. Yeah,
1: the yeah, phone screening. Do you
0: know why women were historically phone operators? I don't. Because when they first came up with phones and they started having a giant switchboard, it was like a switchboard room, so... They were like, we got to get young men to run back and forth and do it because they were running around doing it. Like you grab one out of one and you run across the room Well, all the guys started screaming at each other and fighting and they get into fist fights and wrestling matches. So they're like, we got to get rid of the men and we we'll get some women in here.
1: That's amazing. So they
0: brought in women and women very calmly did the job.
1: But, probably, I mean, maybe secretly hated each other.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of chatter behind their back.
1: Yeah. David Muth. Man, he is all over the Just Me Everyone's lately. Thank you. Says, at times, good talk ends with a lopsided or dissatisfying goodbye. And afterwards, I say a proper goodbye in my head to fix it. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't do that, but I love that.
0: That's really great.
1: Kenny Hubbard says, when taking a shower, I face away from the water. I think it's weird to face the stream of water. Oh, I, I move all around in there. Yeah. Sometimes I face it, sometimes I have my back to it.
0: Yeah, I'm all over the place in the shower. Yeah. I like to I like to get a little on my back, a little on my yeah, I'm all oh, yeah. over. Come on. You're yeah. not alone. You're not alone, Kenny.
1: I mean sometimes I will just- Oh, this is I'm not with this.
3: I won't stand only one direction with my like my face is going to eventually get hit by the water. Yeah. 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 And he's my saying, head. he's saying he only stands with his back to it and then right. what tilts his head back and lets it like run down the front. That sounds a little weird. To yeah,
0: me. actually, the, yeah. So what he's saying, yeah, you're right. He's, he's saying he doesn't face it.
3: Yeah, I, I do. I'll, I'm with you guys. Like, I'll... at, at Any, any given which point, way? Yeah, at any given point, I'm probably facing a different direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I'll go full face forward in the stream. Oh, yeah. But I remember the first time I did that, I... Actually, Kenny. Okay, maybe this we go. Like, I remember watching someone in a movie do that. It might have been.
0: Wait, you didn't know to do it until you saw someone in the movie young. do it. I was young.
1: It might have been a TV movie. It might have been "No Means No" featuring Chad Lowe and someone else, and this girl who gets date raped.
0: Oh,
3: that
1: gem <laughs> on a yacht. Every, um, it was something where someone, some woman, yeah. wanted to wash it all off. So well, she was, every
0: sexual assault yeah. back then ended with a shower.
1: Right. Yeah. So anyway, or maybe she, it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't sexual assault. though, She just wanted to wash something off. I remember watching someone on the screen. Put their face in the water, thinking, "I don't do it that way." And then I remember when I did.
0: What'd you think? This is pretty refreshing. Amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. okay. This wasn't is, well, too you bad. Wouldn't, you wouldn't think I'm going to put my face in this.
1: No, it depends on the water pressure. Yeah. Because some, if if the water pressure is so strong that it's going to just wipe your face off, then well, that's, that's congratulations, a really, that's a really bad shower. But also, it's a better shower than the one where it just like drips a tiny bit. You know. Oh,
0: this is the worst. You know, yeah. I couldn't figure out why my shower wasn't working, and then. Uh, and I would like put it. I'd put a new head on, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, did it, it have, have one of those? Yeah, it had like a thing in there. Ugh. I went and took it, it out, went. and I was like, "This is
2: amazing."
0: I yeah.
1: know. Good for the environment, bad for yeah, any that. sort of shower that you're taking. Yeah.
3: I, how good for the environment is it?
1: I don't know. It just makes for bad showers.
0: It makes for really bad showers. It's well, if shower. if there's a yeah, you. I mean, I have curly hair, so it's really hard to get yeah. stuff out of my hair. So I would sit there forever. I'm I'm taking more time to take a shower because there's no water pressure.
2: Yeah.
1: You're right. It, yeah. it all kind of comes out. Now, yeah. If,
3: oh, if your shower sucks, unscrew your shower head and look in there and turn it over and a thing will fall out. A little and ball. And then screw it back on and then tweet me thank you.
0: And then just have like the greatest shower yeah. of your
3: life. <laughs> it's it's But it's like the difference between a three and an eight. It's yes. Not, it's not a minor difference. No, it's no. a huge it's difference. It's like a 300% improvement. It's yes. It's insanity.
0: Yeah.
1: Well – See, this is the thing. My mom took that out of the shower that's in the I guess now the guest bathroom, the bathroom that I used to use growing up. And now it is a little bit there's almost too much water pressure.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: that's what I I actually is wouldn't that an go older face to. Yes, it's probably from Yeah, because if you the get 80s. the
3: like the current shower heads and you take the flow restrictors out, they're usually always just right. Yeah. I've found I'm my tell last her to upgrade. Like, Mine was four or five that I because when I move I just always end up buying new ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you go for the rain shower shower head?
0: The, the one that's I over the big, you?
1: No. The, well, it can be over you, but it's usually like big. No, like I, yeah. I can't
3: because I have to put an extender on my thing, so it can't be too heavy.
1: Oh.
0: Because you're tall? Yeah. Tall people have it hard in the shower. <laughs> How I'm tall shower, are you, Dave? Shower's fine. I don't, I'm 5'10". I'm perfect shower. Oh, right? you're perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're perfect for showers. Yeah. No alteration of showers I mean, needed. Some people
0: would say I was, I was made for showers. <laughs> Born would you? Born to shower? Yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> All right. B Slammin says... Whenever you read it, just me or everyone, I look up the tweeter to see what they look like. Oh, boy, B-Slammin'. You have no idea the confusion. And, yes, that icon is of someone taking their clothes off.
0: Yeah, she had. To, she was showing the midriff.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, that that tweet created a lot of confusion between Gary and me because I was convinced we already had done that one. It turned out we had done— <laughs> I assured
3: done... her we had not, and she proceeded to look at me like I was crazy and sit silently, and I'm
2: sure assume well, I was wrong.
1: but that followed— a, yes. That followed yes. where I was saying that these are repeats and, y- and you said, no, they're not. And then it turned out that they were repeats. So I no, was but- inclined. So this is what I was inclined to think. If my gut is telling me we've done it before, we have done it before. Turns out I was wrong. The one that we had done was when I hear someone accused of murder on the news, I instantly look up their Facebook or Twitter. similar idea.
0: When you. Yeah, I- I'm sure I do the same thing.
3: Anyone's ever wondered what happens on the Adam Carolla show van ride from Portland to Seattle? Oh my god! So pretty much three hours of that.
1: Sitting in the van, looking, <fresher> looking at Gary's <interconnection> computer, clicking through, going, "We've done these. We've done these. We've done these. We've, <forearm> done, these, we've done these. Done these. We've done these. Done these. We've done these. We've done these." And then taking some funny photos of us and Instagramming them.
3: That's awesome. it was about three minutes of Instagram and. Two hours and 57 minutes.
1: Well, we, we stopped. It was also minutes. a good half an hour of me really needing to pee. Yeah. And here's the thing about me needing to pee on a road trip. By the time I say I need to – or not even on a road trip, just in general. By the time I say I need to, I have, I've been needing to for a while. So I needed to, but I really didn't want – my, my sense is just that Adam Carolla is not a person who likes to stop unnecessarily. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, thankfully Dawson needed to pee too. So we formed a pee block.
0: I mean, a pee block always helps. Not if you're a kid, though. Yeah. If you're a kid's forming a pee block, forget about it. Yeah, Dad's I don't want to not be pulling the kid over on the bottom of the pee block. That's... But you can form a pee block.
1: I mean, how long can you guys go without peeing?
0: It depends. I mean, it depends how much you, I drank. Really, I can go. Well, I don't know. I never thought about it. hours. I, yeah, three. I,
1: I think I could go.
3: Yeah, I think I could go quite a while. Yeah, Do I you... think it
0: gets less as you get older, right?
3: I mean, I don't. When I go to like, if I fly to New York, I won't use the bathroom.
0: Really? Yeah. I just really? like to get up and walk. Yeah. It's a like, fucking
3: hassle. I, I'm so uncomfortable that getting out of that seat and then getting back into it is just more punishment than just sitting in the uncomfortable I, position. But
0: I drink a ton on an airplane because it drives you out.
3: Yeah. I drink a lot on airplane too, and then I pass
0: out. Oh, then you pass out. That's yeah. totally different. If you pass out, then you don't have to use the bathroom.
3: Right. Yeah. But I just unfolding myself from that like coach seat and then folding back into it, the pain
0: <laughs> Of yeah. going like back you're doing to that origami position.
3: With your legs. No, I sort of am. Well, you're
0: a giant person. The pain
3: of going back to that position is outweighed by the joy of when I get to stand up and stretch and walk up and down the
0: plane. I can understand that if you're really if you're large. Again, yeah. again, I I'm fine. Right,
1: because you're perfect shower and plane, and plane height. height. You're, I'm also good you're plane height. Portable.
0: Yep. <laughs> the life you must lead. I got a lot of things going for me. The life you must lead. <laughs> no. I
1: I usually use the plane bathroom before we even take off. I get on the plane, put my stuff, and sit down. Sit there, think, eh, I, could, I could pee. And then I go back, fighting the people coming on with their bags. Then yeah, I take that, my yeah. time getting back. That
3: sounds miserable to me. Yeah. Well. But, again, but, I'm much bigger than you. Yeah. So it's harder for me to navigate around.
1: Right.
0: Not, nobody yeah. here is flying first class, I can tell. No. The best that's thing Honestly,
1: ever. that's like sad. sad it's sad. My dream yeah. is to achieve the level of oh, yeah. success in my career where I fly first class. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Outside
1: what? of anything else, I just oh. want to be that person. Without a doubt. You fly first, I, I get No, the sense. I've
0: done it. But it's- Yeah,
1: the tunnel, I have done it it's before. It's
0: magical. It's glorious. It's- Yeah. Like
3: it's, especially- like, have I ever... have
1: had the thought, if this plane goes down right now, I would be okay with that.
3: Yeah. I got yeah. To fly, I got to fly a long distance once on one of those, like, lay flat- it, Insanity. Oh really? I've never done Insanity. that. I've never I flew laid flat
0: to South Africa, at first class.
3: Yeah, that's that's way further. That's even twenty hours. hours. Wow,
0: twenty. If you've got to go, there, the you could oh, do laid. Oh my god, great bed.
1: And part of why it's so great is because you know that coach is so much worse. Oh, there,
0: like, yeah. I, half the fun is the turning thing. around
3: and looking at all the poor suckers yeah, that are
0: poor bastards.
1: The flight attendants. Yeah. It's not like oh she only works in first and she only works in coach. Right, I mean, they go back and forth. Yeah. So they must Depends not on the not on a flight, on the not on flight. one flight, Depends but I mean, on, the, oh, yeah, on an yeah, airline, yeah. they must calibrate their attitude yep. to I'm oh, going yeah. to be extra nice and I'm going oh, to be bitchy. Yeah. yeah. So it's a conscious thing to be bitchy. Yeah. I, yes. like I just that. think
3: that they don't. I think that what it is is they don't calibrate their attitude whatsoever for coach.
1: Okay. That's so it's their, I'm going to be extra just nice. Their maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it probably goes both ways, but regardless. That the same human being could be super nice to you if you sit here, but pretty surly if you sit here. That just bugs me. Yeah, it should. I mean, that's what you're paying for, but Money's still. Money's a hell of a thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Gets people to, to do shit that they don't want to do.
1: I know.
0: Yeah. Now, how do you feel?
1: Poor. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: makes two of us.
1: <laughs> it really would turn I mean, being able to fly first would re- Oh, you know what, though? Also um alongside my wanting to reach the level of fame where I fly first I also want to reach the level of fame where I check into a hotel and it's a nice big room
2: oh
0: man
1: I, I just want you. all that to be taken care of for me I realize I'm ta- I'm talking about it's like it's no thing and yet obviously like that is a certain
0: get,
1: echelon you reach
0: uh, yeah I get treated we get the only place I get treated now is at LA Podfest that way cuz they're like oh Mr Anthony <laughs> we've upgraded you to a suite
1: and yet I heard you saying you're not happy with the hotel. Now
0: we're switching hotels. Yeah. They made a lot of mistakes.
1: We didn't I, – I can't believe that I didn't even ask you about LA Podcast Festival and we are almost out of time. But real okay. quick, what made you like – How? What you, can you explain how what your involvement is in it and how it all came about? Yeah, it was
0: my idea. I was um, – because our podcast has kind of a rabid fan base. It's small but it's rabid and we started doing uh, live shows and they were going Great, and I was like, and I started talking to other comedians, and they said the same thing, and I was like, well, we should do this before a corporation does this and Smart. does it wrong, because I we would like, you know, you want to be able to pay the comedians and you know and give back instead of just some corporation coming and taking all the money. So I got together with Chris and uh, Graham of Comedy Film Nerds, and was like, you want to do this? And they were like, yeah. And then it just kind of took off.
1: And you guys. Raise the funds on Kickstarter initially.
0: Yeah, we originally did a Kickstarter. We got like twenty five grand, and that was enough to start the whole thing off.
1: That's really cool, and yeah. it's it's just it keeps growing, right? I mean, yeah. we just did the the second most... one, yeah, but it
0: got bigger, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people, there's like more of a buzz about it this year. You're one of the two two year in a row. You're one of the every year people. I
1: feel very special. You
0: got it at the last minute, but you know, what I, I, gotta know. I gotta say, I gotta say, I after the festival was over, I was like. I was like, wait a minute. There aren't that many female comedian podcasters, and I went and looked, and like thirteen came up on iTunes on the rankings. And I was like, what the? I know like, that's just crazy to me. I know, it's crazy. I know.
1: I, there's not. I know. I, I've yeah. I mean, well, I to me that's like at at times has been like a feather in my cap of like, you guys, I'm the number one female hosted podcast <laughs> right now. Because, but I mean, it's because there's it's where there's there's me, there's Aisha, Ricky Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Nikki
0: and Sarah. I don't know if they still do theirs. I think they do. Does Ricky they do? still do hers?
3: Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Something might have messed up with my subscription, but I haven't seen a new one from her in a minute. I know she's working on her new TV show, Garfunkel and what's Got a TV yeah, show. Yeah. They're on
0: IFC. Yeah. Uh, I know. There
1: needs to be more.
0: Jackie Cation does one. Mm-hmm. but
1: it, Julie Klosner.
0: But then, yeah, Julie is great. Uh, Chelsea. Pretty. Right. Chelsea does one. And then, yeah, then it starts to, you start to go, um, uh... I mean, literally thirteen came up. I was like, I don't know what's happening here.
1: How did what? What criteria did you use to search?
0: I wish I could remember, but it, I was able to narrow it down. I don't know. I, that whole whenever I start searching for stuff on iTunes, it gets so crazy to try and figure it. I out.
1: know it's it's super frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there was like a comedy female like search.
1: Well, know. sounds like next year you can have a panel.
0: Yeah. You know, or something. Oh, that's actually a good idea. And we'll call it "What's Up with the Ladies."
1: <laughs> i like it well dave anthony thank you so 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 much for doing my show this was very fun
0: thank you for coming to la podfest two years in a row
1: thank you for having me two years in a row it
0: was very good
1: um you can find dave on twitter at dave anthony yes and get walking the room and the dollop
3: yeah on itunes the right dollop.
0: I, I wonder if your fans will like our podcast because we're kind of dirty
3: my fa- uh, I'm dirty. Oh, you haven't heard some of our other episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. We a lot about Any time
0: I've listened, it's been yeah. pretty clean. Oh, thanks. No, we, we, get, <laughs> we get a little weird. Go
3: listen to uh, Andrew W.K.
1: Oh, my God. Mm. That's a good episode. That...
0: Really?
3: Great episode, real fucking dirty. <laughs> okay. Real dirty.
1: <laughs> he wants to eat poop. Or he oh.
0: has. No,
1: he wants to.
3: Yeah, I think he wants to, but he's eaten some other fairly heinous stuff.
0: You should only allow poop in through your head if you, it's medically necessary. I don't think you should allow poop in... No, you. Some, it's medically necessary sometimes.
1: I've heard about that.
0: If you take uh, antibiotics and uh, they kill all the good oil. bacteria yeah, 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 in your yeah, stomach, yeah. you have to get a fecal transplant, which uh, means I've they put it that. through your nose. I've heard about that too. And actually, somebody, somebody does said. it on the table right uh, next to you. <laughs> and I'm then you put at it... At all fresh. Then you put it through your head and in Ugh. your tummy.
1: Yeah, see, usually I feel like poop is exit only, but...
0: I mean, I feel so. like that's how it was designed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. Um, I already mentioned the Amazon banner. That's at allisonrosen.com And we have a ringtone. Hey,
0: hey, hey, go fuck yourself. Oh, see, and that's so- not clean at all.
1: No. <laughs> and someone tweeted me, I love this, and said that he was at Target checking out and his phone rang and it was that ringtone. And the uh. Target, Target, um, like, t- checker outer person which I think is not the official title said I love that show
0: isn't that crazy when that happens and you hear it, those stories yes, those I, are fun stories I
1: love that I want to yeah. go hang out at that Target and just hang out yeah. just do I want to do an appearance
0: and we have we make a lot of shirts so we always have fans that are like I was in Yosemite and this guy walks by and goes walk in the room it's great yeah, it's cool
1: um, yeah so you can get that ringtone on uh, iTunes just search hey go fuck yourself on iTunes with your iPhone you can probably get the walking the room shirts in Yosemite
0: Yep, you can get the Walking the Room shirts on our store in Yosemite. Now we have a we have a, a store called Estoy Merchandise, and we sell all our stuff there. Nice. Except for my album, my album, I would recommend going to Bandcamp. That's where I get the biggest cut. But you can get on iTunes and those other places, Google Play, and whatnot.
1: Am- Amazon through the Alison
3: Rose Rosen banner as well.
0: I, I feel like it's. I feel like there was some problem with the Amazon. I have to check. Last time I checked, it wasn't up there. But there was certainly a wasn't
3: ago. a problem with the Amazon banner on AlisonRosen.com. There's probably not.
1: It
0: a was problem not the banner. That, no. It was the, my album. Yeah. Banner up Yeah, go
1: there. You, you you can go to. The banner at Alice Mosin and are coming to buy something else, like a new shower head.
0: Right? You need a new shower head? To
1: remove the. Yeah, you need that. I got, the,
0: I got the Amazon Prime, so I can just do that from now on. Go through yeah. you and buy it.
1: Do that. I go get. My, go I love get, my
0: Amazon Prime. Me just too. Be like, hey, I need shampoo, and I'll just.
1: It's here to, in, in an hour. It, I mean, not really, but it really It's comes Almost. Fast. Yeah. So fast. Sometimes I don't even need the stuff that quickly. I know.
0: It's crazy. I
1: like it. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Yeah, I like that as well. There's something else I was going to say, I thought. but Oh, yeah, and also tune in and watch Marin when that starts in uh, May. And if you want to see <laughs> me
0: on the word. old episodes, I'm on an episode called Sex Fest from the first season.
1: That's right. I saw that episode. You were very right. good. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Bye. Hey,
2: do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? show show